Hi there guys, welcome to another player podcast and in today's episode I'll be discussing Kylie Jenner, okay? Now, the reason why I need to discuss Kylie Jenner is because it is a very, very, very suspicious black mark under her eye. Now, um, she obviously had a little getaway with her best friend forever, Travis Scott, and they, well, um... They had a little bit of a party on a boat with some other friends, with other accomplices, uh, accomplices, accomplices, and um, well, today they were spotted out in Miami, you know, just casually walking, and um, well, uh, Kylie, just um, if you don't want anybody, to, little tip, if you don't want anyone to notice anything, don't be covering your face with a big fat um, jacket. Um, also, in other in. Um, because it just looks like you're being abused. Um, yeah, but then again, you do get attention anyway. So prob- people will probably notice. So they were basically, there was literally no point of putting that over your face. Um, the jacket to cover the black eye. Um, also, um, in other news, we have uh, very, very important news actually coming out of the uh, Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter actually reported that um, the Silicon Valley uh Producers weren't very happy with. Uh, I'm not too sure if you're aware uh, with the. If, um, I'm not too sure if you're aware about uh, Silicon Valley, but Silicon Valley is it was an episode on HBO, and is about a guy called Richard uh, Hendrickson, who um, wanted to build an app called Pied Piper. Now to do this, Richard Hendrickson. Uh, got a team of, um, got a team of, well, hackers, I guess, and they needed somebody to stay, so they stayed in, Erlich Bachman, I believe is his name, um, that was TJ Miller's character in Silicon Valley, and you know what, I actually enjoyed the uh, show Silicon Valley, I watched all four seasons, the fifth season's coming out, sadly at the end of season four, um, TJ Miller actually went to, well, he basically, he went, he tried to go and, he went to China to reinvent himself, and then he was with that other guy, the one that uh, wanted to take over everything, forgot his name, um, he basically... Just it just ended it just like like an anticlimax. He stayed there in China, and then the other guy came home and he paid uh, the Chinese geezer sixty k to keep him there for five years. It wasn't great, but apparently the producers of uh, Silicon Valley say that he T J made it turned up would never turn up. Probably he you would never know when he would turn up. He'd be sleeping in between scenes. He wouldn't really uh, look at the script. He didn't really care, but you know what? I like the guy, man. The geezer had raw talent. He's, he was the best character there, by far. In other news, Jennifer Lawrence needs to rethink her acting choices after Red Sparrow. Now, according to The Independent, the dream of Lawrence in the spy thrillers, sadistic and, voyeur, uh, and voyeuristic, the director goes out of his way to make her suffer, treating his with a colossal... A colossus that rekindled memories of Hitchcock's behavior with his blondes. Now, during post-production of the new Jerry Florence film, 
a Red Sparrow, the film's distributors approached the British Board of Film Classification for advice on how they could secure a 15 certificate. They were told that the film was likely to be classified as 18 unless they removed one scene of one scene of strong sadistic violence, a garroting. They did so and the film sailed through with its 15. Audiences though have been startled by the level of violence, especially uh, violence that remains um, as ever. Context is everything, arguably. The reason the violence has caused such dismay is that this is a big budget studio blockbuster from the same director and star who gave us The Hunger Games. It's a mainstream movie that opened on, on, a hundred, on hundreds of screens as such is different from, say, Lynn Ram- Ramsey's new feature, You Were Never Really Here, Vigilante Thriller, which is equally violent and which also received a 15 certificate. Now, I'm not too sure about this story, but you know, um, it is what it is. If they ain't getting treated right, if the influence isn't getting treated right, then you know what? By all means, get out. Bounce. No matter how much money you have. Anyway, um, let's get into Cristiano Ronaldo news. Cristiano is now the antithesis of the player who joined Manchester United. Now, according to Joe. In the dressing room, he'd have all the players transfixed with his skills. He spent 20 minutes most days taking the p-word with his tricks. Cristiano Ronaldo scored the decisive goals in both legs of Real Madrid's Champions League tie against Paris Saint-Germain. The Qatari club took the lead at the Bernabeu in the first leg, and Ronaldo scored the equaliser and then put Madrid ahead. One goal was a penalty, and the other a red. A the other ricocheted in off Ronaldo's knee, but penalties can be missed, and a player has to get into the right position. Well, you know, you know, I'm not gonna touch too much upon this because I already did in my previous podcast, and you'd, I figured you're gonna probably get bored. But um, in other news, uh, let's let's focus on more on more football. Let's focus on Tesla. Tesla's Model S is due for an update. Here's what customers want to see. Now, of course, Elon Musk, that the entrepreneur, the billionaire entrepreneur, who owns SpaceX and you know Tesla, Tesla's Model S seed and made waves when it was released in 2012, becoming the first the first car without a combustion engine. In and it actually won the Motor Trends Car of the Year award. It was only the second car Tesla had produced after the Roadster, and it helped demonstrate the demand for electric luxury vehicles. Now you know what? This is what customers said they wanted to actually see. A new Tesla Model S would need an all-round upgrade. People want to say that um, the the Tesla Model 3 is close to the Model S in some categories. I think this is a very misleading article. Um, Well, I guess it isn't because what luxury buyers don't want to... don't want is to have something where the less expensive car is nicer, Moody said. Also, while there's speculation that a Model less upgrade could be coming as soon as the second quarter of 2018, there's also a chance that Tesla fans will have to wait a while for a refresh with a semi and rebooted Roadster, the long-rumored Model Y SUV and the Model 3 production problems to work on. Tesla has more than enough on its plate. In other news, Business Insider has reported that these are the 13 documentaries on Netflix that will make you smarter about politics. 
Now, can't you be get smarter by watching their documentaries about politics? I mean, documentaries on the platform will sharpen your wit with about everything from life inside North Korea and how President Donald Trump rose to power to the politics of high-powered corporate greed and corruption. This article goes on to put 13 that was made in 2016. Uh, what is it about? Well, um, it's about the end of the Civil War in 1865. The 13th Amendment officially abolished slavery, but there was a catch. People who had committed a crime could theoretically be enslaved as part of their punishment. 13th is a stunning documentary that explores the implications of this in the modern American penal system. Penal system, penal system, building on the work of scholars like Michelle Alexander, who wrote the landmark book on modern day segregation in the criminal justice system, The New Jim Crow. 13 paints a vivid and disturbing picture of modern American institutionalized racism and does so with testimony from those who found themselves caught in the system. Why should, should you see it? They say the film tackles a broad issue but presents compelling detailed stories and historical examples that help drive its grim point home all through institution raci- institutional racism easily fades from the national discourse 13th is important simply because it reminds us of the struggle african americans still face every day now i'm not going to go through all this list but apparently this is a good one dirty money what is it about the it's about Dirty Money is a TV show all about corruption, corporate fraud and the ways banks, companies and individuals contribute to illicit activities around the world. From infamous pharmaceutical CEO Martin Schreels and ticks to bank finance, drugs, drug and terror operations with documentary series. This documentary series dives into a number of high profile and disturbing financial time. Now, the reason why you should see this is because this series educates viewers about how US law makes white collar crime possible but feels like an action movie. At a time when government and business ethics are under renewed scrutiny, Dirty Money is an important watch for anyone hoping to understand the vast world of institutional corruption. Other 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 documentaries on the list include Get Me by Roger Get Me Roger Stone, Last Man in Aleppo, I don't know how actually that might actually, you know, educate you. Under the Sun Capitalism, a love story, and as a love story, I don't know how you are actually going... Oh, capitalism, oh, okay, a love story. I get it. Myth, Dirty Wars, Welcome to Leith, Wiener, Nobody Speaks, Trials of a Free Part of, of the Free Press, Vir- Virunga, it's about some, I don't know, it says, hmm, okay, interesting. Best of Enemies, uh, that's about it. And uh, now let's see what else Business Insider are saying. Uh, anything interesting? Not too interesting. Nope. Let's move on to something else. Jaguar I-Pace will be less expensive than the Tesla Model X. With a 70k price tag, the Jaguar I-Pace could be devastating for the uh, more expensive Tesla Model, F- Model X. So the Tesla Model X would be, yeah, well, if you want it, you'd have to fork out 80k however the, with the 70k price tag the Jaguar I-Pace you could get it and it's more cheaper fresh off making his public d- 
debut at the 2018 Geneva Motor Show, the Jaguar I-Pace now has a price to go with the name and the face. Jag's new electric crossover has now been priced at $69,500. Well, to me, um, Tesla has always been the pinnacle of electric cars. And, yeah... In other news in the Middle East, we have, okay, this is very interesting. According to the Independent, if I were the Grand Prince of Saudi Arabia, I'd be cynical about this state visit. I'm not too sure why everyone hates this Grand Prince, you know. Thank heavens, the Independent reports, thank heavens, Theresa May is giving a warm welcome today to the illustrious Grand Prince of Saudi Arabia, His Royal Majesty Mohammed bin Salman. For it, is, for it is meet and right that she should do so. His Royal Highness is a courageous Arab reformer, keen to drag his wealthy nation into the 21st century in a raft of promises. Women's rights, massive economic restructuring, moderate Islam, further intelligence gathering on behalf of the West, and, a, and an even more vital alliance in the war on terror. Thank God! However, that Theresa May, in her infinite wisdom, is not going to waste her time greeting a head shot chopping and aggressive Arab crown prince whose outrageous war in Yemen is costing thousands of lives and tainting the United Kingdom with his shame by purchasing millions of dollars on in weapons from May to use against the people of Yemen who is trying to destroy his wealthy Arab brothers in Qatar and doing his best to persuade the US, Britain and sundry other Westerners to join the Saudi war against the Shias of the Middle East. You see the problem? When it comes to money, guns and power, we will cuddle up to any Arab autocrat, especially if our masters in Washington have an insane feel the same way about him. And it will always be be a him, won't it? As we will wash our hands with them if or when they have ceased to be with them in or when they have ceased to be of use or no longer buy our weapons or run out of cash or simply get overthrown. Thus, I can feel some sympathy for young Mohammed, the article writes. I have to add, simply in terms of human rights, that anyone who has to listen to Teresa, let's get on with it, my for more than a few minutes has my profound sympathy. You know what? This story is just utter bullcrap. The Saudi prince, I don't be, I believe that he, you know what? He's a decent person, decent human being. Um, the guy actually has done some decent things in Saudi Arabia. He has let women drive. He has um, obviously changed a few very like few very important things that had to be done but weren't being done. He arrested some very corrupt leaders, um, well, notably the famous Mohammed bin Talal, the billionaire who has shares in Tropicana, has shares in Heinz, he has shares in MS, NBC, and any other company you can think of. And you know what? To get to get there, to expose a billionaire like that, I mean, you know what? You got some, you got some nerve. And in other news, Fast Company reports that. Well, um, 
Erasing YouTube deletion of Syria war videos concerns human rights. Ah, now you're gonna get into this. It concerns human rights group, this and that. Two killed inside the lead. Uh, let's go to football. This is why I just talk about football. Because you know what? The rest of the news are rubbish. Um, there's also, you know what? The Premier League. Cessignon. I knew I was staying at Fulham months before signing my first professional contract. Obviously, Cessignon, that 17-year-old talent who is, who, well, is predicted to be the, well, uh, next Ronaldo. Doubt it. But in boxing, we have Anthony Joshua to spar with former opponent Carlos Takam ahead of Joseph Parker Unification showdown. Also, Canelo failed his drug test. Um, in other news, according to BBC News, Jensen Button criticised and claims that F1 t- is too physical for women. Is that true? Is the F1 too, Formula 1 too physical for women to be able to compete? While well, Jensen Button tweeted, Oh, Carmen, you're not helping proper female racing drivers with this comment. Ask at Denise Patrick about being tough enough to drive a race car. She'd kick my butt in the gym, and she's probably as drunk as any driver on the F1 grid right now. Physical barrier is not your issue, Carmen. Awesome, awesome tweet. The proper female drivers that Jensen Button was talking about may have included stock car racers Pippa Mann and Lenai Muenta, who both thanked him for standing up for female racers. My G, my G, my G. You got, see, he's a utter gentleman, you know. Um, what else is new? What else is new? Fox Sports, uh, Tyson Fury's Challenges, Anthony. Joshua to a charity rowing race. Why the heck would you do that? Let's see what he's saying. Former world heavyweight champion Tyson Fury has challenged WBA, Super and IBF King Anthony Joshua to a rowing race for charity. Fury, 25 and 0, with 18 knockouts, on the verge of making a comeback following a two and a half year hiatus from boxing. And with Joshua, with a 20 and 0, 20 KOs, his primary target, the pair, had been trading insults on social media. Joshua has previously referred to Fury as fat, but the self-proclaimed Gypsy King is confident he's emerged victorious should, be, should the pair compete in the gym. I challenge Anthony Joshua as a sporting challenge for charity of our choices, £1,000 sterling, the winner of a 200 meter concept to rowing, rowing challenge, winner takes all for the choice of charity. I would say I'm better athlete than you, Anthony. I'm willing to prove it. 200 meters, which is the usual distance for a race. Yay and me. One on one. Sport Relief 2018. That's my uh, Tyson Fury voice, actually. The challenge is out there. The ball's in your court. If you decide to take it, good on you. Fury 29, who has not fought since November 2015, when he ended the 11-year reign of legend Vladimir Klitschko. R.I.P. R.I.P. Now I'm joking, you're not dead, but you know what I'm saying. His boxing career is. Um, that's about it. I do hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you did, please remember to join me tomorrow. We will be doing one more podcast. And um, well, yeah. Thank you. Um, bye bye.